What's the Homework, episode 23, The Virology of Pop-Tart Boys, with your hosts, Ed and Eric. This week, Ed and Eric get into it. Like all of it. Politics, Pop-Tart, pandemics, amphibians. So, hurry up, your best friend Liz is running for class president, and you're about to announce your candy-for-all policy after morning assembly. Class is about to begin. Oh shit, I need my crunchy corn. <gasps> Did you not pick anything? No, I told you I have two things. Let me go get it. Oh, okay, bye. This is Bernie's America. God. Oh my God. All right, let's do it, guys. Welcome to What's the Homework? It's me, your friend, your confidant, your number one lover. Ooh, I didn't like that. I didn't like that last one, especially because I have so much family listening to it. But guys, it's me. It's Ed. Uh, this is Eric. We have no love connection. Um, because I don't even you... know you. <laughs> do you want to be bad cop? Is that yeah. What you're trying to do, or are you? I, I wouldn't. I thought you were gonna get into like a consent thing. That like, unless you all mail me um, proof of consent. That probably more aligns with my like mo. But what's up, Eric? How you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, alive. Alive. No dry coughs on this episode, and don't. T- I'm gonna be watching you to touch your face. Oh yeah, we'll go yeah. into full COVID nineteen protocol if anyone coughs, even the listeners. What? Wait, what's nineteen protocol? COVID nineteen protocol. I know what COVID nineteen is, but do they? When did they add the word protocol? To if the you end see of someone it? coughing. In a public setting, you have to yell COVID-19 protocol. And then what happens? I don't know. <laughs> Guys, what? Mike Pence what? comes in and starts, like, whacking them with a bat or something. I don't know. Sprays them with holy water. Guys, yeah. welcome to What's the Homework, the show where Eric and I uh, were bestest friends, worstest podcasters. Eric is drinking a beer at 1018 in the morning. It's a grapefruit seltzer <laughs> and a coffee. <laughs> Guys, on What's the Homework, we assign a homework assignment every week. Sometimes it's based on something in that's popular amongst people. Sometimes Teens. it's just something we want to do. Sometimes it's something we don't want to do. And mm-hmm. then I don't do it. And Eric does it. And we talk about it. But yeah. we have regular segments. We talk about crunchy snacks. We talk about uh, electronics. Uh-huh. We use Eric's expertise as the number one epidemiologist in the country to talk mm-hmm. about concrete ways we can protect ourselves from viruses and i talk about um uh stuff i read on twitter i guess i'm trying to my uh podcast resolution this oh we will talk about this even though our last episode was still in january neither of us mentioned our podcasting resolution oh Oh, i'll let you think about it while i say mine my podcasting resolution is to look at you more during the podcast because oh. normally I'm just looking off into the distance. I think we've mentioned this before. Mm. But I am going to look at you and okay. be way less strange than I'm looking off into the distance. Okay. Okay. And what's your podcasting resolution? Uh, I'm going to listen more. <laughs> I think it's time for me to step back and listen. Yeah. I've done a lot of I'm going to be a, more of a listener on the podcast than a, than a host. Got it. Okay. And that's different in what way? Not not much other than me acknowledging 
And speaking of acknowledging it, guys, we are moving on to our newest segment. I think it's a pretty apt segment. I did not clear the name with Eric. But this is 15 Minutes in Hell, where Ed and Eric discuss politics. Yeah, this is a one-off. Uh, I'm just Why? feeling... Because it's not it going to go well. Neither of us are educated in this field at all but then again you're listening to a podcast hosted by two men so i'm not sure why you're listening if you didn't expect two people to talk about something they're not educated on uh but i'm sad and i wanted to talk about it all right so guys eric and eric and i are going to talk about politics for 15 minutes at most we have a timer and no matter what part of the conversation we're in we're gonna stop because i'm afraid eric is gonna get upset with me I'll let you behind the curtain. I just want Eric to get mad. Because for me, none of it matters, man. Like I said before, number one form of government, king or queen. I know. King or queen. I know. All this democracy stuff is bullshit. It's bullshit. But we got 15 minutes on the clock. You could take this out post-production, Eric. Okay. I'd love to be able to put in, like, when I say 15 minutes of hell, then it's like the millionaire noise. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, Nope. Nope. <laughs> Fuck. All right. 50 minutes on the clock. So, guys, this week were the uh, a lot of Democratic, super twos. Super twos. A lot of Democratic candidates dropped out. There's been a lot of vitriol online. Um, I don't think we have to. I don't think there's much surprise. Eric and I are both <laughs> Democrats. And is that weird to say? Should I not have no, said that, that? What? You can say that. Okay. And we are both. Very confused, interested, and would like to discuss what's going on. And every time Eric and I try and talk about it, it turns into me sending Eric a tweet and Eric sending me back a wall of text. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into it, man. So we both... uh, So this week, uh, Buttigieg dropped out and endorsed uh, Biden. Uh, Bloomberg dropped out and endorsed Biden. a lot of the other candidates uh, endorsed Biden. Klobuchar, Biden. Steyer, they right. all dropped out, and they relatively shortly after that endorsed Biden. Super so Tuesday they happened. They saved the campaign for Biden. He was kind of dead in the water. Uh, I think people were very impressed with his uh, victory Saturday. speech on Saturday. Oh. And, yeah, I'm sure the endorsements help. And I think yeah. one of the things that I saw going into Super Tuesday that I was getting frustrated and talking to Sid about was, um, like, if you listen to New York Times The Daily and stuff like that, about all these candidates dropping out and they're interviewing people and they're saying, well, so you wanted Buttigieg, you wanted Klobuchar, so where do you go? How do you choose between Biden and Bernie? And that was frustrating going into Super Tuesday because there was another candidate who I think was relatively between those two and a really good option and that was obviously elizabeth warren and i think it was frustrating when you see a bunch of headlines that say so your candidate dropped out how do you choose between biden and bernie and it's like are are we seriously not acknowledging the other candidate that's a woman that is actually somewhat in between those two people so 12 minutes ultimately (laughs) she did not do well and i don't think at least from what i've seen and heard from people that are more knowledgeable I don't think she ran the greatest campaign, um, but I think it is uh, without argument to say that sexism is 
very much responsible for why she did not do better. Not if you ask Trump, it's because she was so mean. <laughs> what an idiot. But, okay, yeah, I, 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 I will agree with you that, that when women are involved in traditionally male fields, uh, sexism is always a huge factor, both spoken and unspoken. Uh, I would ask you about, like, so you said that, like, uh, they were, like, the news media was very much like Biden or Bernie. Mm-hmm. You, other than sexism purely, I think mathematically it made sense to only discuss those two, or, or not really. I mean, if, if you're thinking mathematically, sure, but if you're thinking, hey, voter whose candidate just dropped out, I want to hear who you're considering for an option. Like the mm. question wasn't who do you think you should vote for just based on who should win most. It was who do you want who do you think remaining aligns with the values you want as a president. Right. I and think- if that's the question, then there is a third candidate there that I think So I want to put a pin in that thing you just said, that that mm-hmm. values proposition that mm-hmm. you just made. And I think that's uh something that I get what you're saying. I, I've heard, I I don't know enough about running a political campaign. I think uh, if you just like, like, like I said, I, I don't know enough to speak on like movements and that kind of stuff. It seems like Bernie garnered more support for whatever reason that is. Some part of it might be because he's a man. I've seen a lot of whatever. Some part of it is because he's a man. People are sexist. Some part of it might be because he's been doing it for longer. He had a more clear platform. He generated more support. But as it came down to it, it seemed like mathematically those two were the only uh, viable candidates. So something that I kind of wanted to discuss generally was this kind of pushback for people who do support Bernie to be uh, in. And obviously it's not like with a broad brush, like not every Bernie supporter is a Bernie bro calling like anybody who doesn't support Bernie a fascist. Like that is a part of the, Twitter trolls definitely are a thing in the Bernie campaign, but like, that's not everyone. So there's a lot of like people of color that support Bernie. There's a lot of women that support Bernie. So I think that the frustration from some Bernie supporters with Warren supporters is when you look at it just based on like what Warren was campaigning for and what her policy platforms are, they seem to align much more with Bernie. So when she drops out, this hesitation where it's like, well, who should I vote for makes it seem like the initial like push towards her was, I don't want to say disingenuous because it, it seems like identity politics, which I don't know if is a great thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like that. That's where my like curiosity lies. I, I'm just curious, like what the reasoning is. And it just frustrates me when people say, well, I liked her because she was a woman. Like that's okay, but it's, is that really how we should pick our candidates? Like, if somebody said, I liked him because he's Jewish, like, I don't think that's the right answer. I don't think you should say that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if any white guy said, I like him because he's a white man, you'd be like, fuck you, bro. Like, Well, right, because we've had a bunch of white men. I know, but that, okay, fine. I guess that is, that is obviously a huge factor, that it's like, it would be a huge, a massive, like, step forward for women's rights to have a woman president. But... Doesn't that, again, do you see the frustration from people who are like, I understand that it is important for you to have a woman president, but it is equally as important for like people not to die in poverty, lacking 
healthcare. Like, do you see how someone who so, is yeah? So here's here's my issue, and I understand that not all Bernie supporters are the people on Twitter tweeting at women, yelling at them for their views on wanting a woman president. But the last election, Hillary Clinton lost, and again, a large part of that reason was because she was a woman. She's also and a better then, candidate than Biden. I think she's. A, I think she was a better candidate than Biden. I Hillary really don't. Clinton. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think, I, I don't want it to be true. I think Trump would eviscerate Biden, dude. Okay, but I want to complete this thought because okay, I think I'm it's sorry. important. Yeah, yeah. And you have time. Hillary you have Clinton, seven minutes and forty-one seconds. Hillary Clinton lost, and I think a lot of people, women in particular, and men that wanted to see a woman president because they have a, a daughter or a sister. You don't need to have a daughter. They, or sister. I get it. I got it. Yeah, continue. I know, I'm sorry. But, yeah. 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 They felt that that was a, a loss for seeing some sort of representation of women as a public figure. And then again, we had the same thing happen. And she hung in there, and she had a lot of people that supported her, and she ultimately dropped out. And then immediately following that are Bernie people And Biden people. Sure, That's- but forcing people to make a decision immediately instead of just voicing their opinion about how great of a candidate she was. And I think I don't understand what the rush is. Give people some time to understand that like that was a loss for them. That's a loss for another four years where they're not going to see a woman president. And possibly as I wanted to bring up, but Roxanne Gates tweeted like another blow that they may never see a woman president in their lifetime Mm -hmm. because Roxanne Gates tweeted um, uh, she's the author of Bad Feminist and other great books. Um, She tweeted she was disappointed that Warren had dropped out. She believed in her vision for America. She respected her intelligence, her plans, her willingness to learn. And I think that last point is the reason that I also liked Warren, not just because she was a woman, but because she showed a true willingness to learn. And I don't see that from Bernie. We'll get to that in a second. She said it hurts that we will probably not see a woman president in my lifetime because people will find a mutable metric to vote for literally anyone but a deeply qualified woman with a clearly articulated vision for change. Okay. I understand what you're saying, but like, okay, I understand. That makes sense. Like that makes sense. There's time to grieve the loss, but I do also like, what do we say to the people who are like, I understand that feminism and representation for women in politics is important, but it's also important for me to, I don't know, uh, expunge like low-level drug convictions of prisoners. Like I get if you believed in that, which is something that like Warren campaigned on. Like I don't want to vote for Biden. I don't even want to think about it for a second because I want my dad out of jail. You know what I mean? Sure. I so, I get that, and I understand that if that's the metric you're voting for, then yeah, Bernie is the more obvious choice. So, But so I think he, there are other reasons that people wanted Elizabeth Warren or Amy Klobuchar or any of those other people that align closer with Biden. And part of that is, I want a president who can make me feel good about what is going on in our world, whether it's positive or negative or chaotic. And they can stand up there and just calmly tell me what's going on and I can trust them. And I think some people, not because of anything that Bernie did, but because of his supporters, feel a mistrust with his campaign. I get it. But it's like, can't we, isn't it like, 
if you listen, like if, if the argument is that like, oh, I don't mind Bernie or his policies, it's his supporters that I don't like. Like, they're not violent. <laughs> they're just Twitter trolls. Like, you got to be able to look past it a little bit. Like, there's yes, it is. It, it sucks that there are people that like are very aggressively negative and will say stupid shit on Twitter. But like, what do you say to people that are like, that really sucks. I understand. I wish it was different. But like. People are dying with the policies that might be put into place. Like, we have to look past it for, like, the lives of, like, our children and, like, people now. Like, it, 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 it's, it's this thing where it's one side telling the other side, get over it. But, like, I feel like the part that they're saying get over it is, like, still a very – it's, like, extremely valuable and extremely pressing and, like, lives are on the line. You know what I mean? I know. I So this morning as I was doing stuff around the house, I listened to um, – John Lovett's Love It or Leave It. And he had said some nice things about the Warren campaign, about how she was an incredible candidate. And if she was a man, she probably would have done much better. But if she was a man, she wouldn't be Elizabeth Warren. And I think nothing truer could be said about her as a candidate. Um, I think her being a woman was a large part of why people felt close to her and felt comforted by her policies and her plans and when she spoke um and the other thing he said was look at the candidates that we have we have biden and bernie if biden becomes president he is still the most progressive candidate the democratic party has put up for voting and i, I think, think people we should understand that, that and feel honestly. some comfort in the fact that whoever wins this we have pushed the party to the left over the past eight years of uh, trying to get someone elected. I think, and I think that's something that. to be comforted by. I understand that Bernie is better for the working class in this country and better for people who have been penalized by our miserable um, medical and know, criminal justice system. Yes, thank you. But like, people, um, but, but like, dude, it does like what what and. and this is something that I think why we both like end up feeling bristly about this. Like neither of us speak for like you're not Biden's like mouthpiece, nor are you Warren's mouthpiece, and I'm not Bernie's mouthpiece. I think there's a lot we could both learn and like sit down and listen. But it's and like, I also don't think we're the people that need these candidates the most. We we will be fine no matter who gets elected. Yeah. And but, like, I think you have to like I think you have to look at why why do majority black people want to vote for Biden? I don't know about that to be true, actually. But okay, I mean, I'm I I I, uh, I can't go back and forth with you with numbers. I think Alex is going to be like banging the table, listening to this, like, oh, what a and kill. that's fine. So I, I understand that Bernie supporters want him to be elected. They lost the last time. They think that they have a chance this time. And there and has Bernie... been a lot of things holding him back, like the 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 news media. Like you mentioned, the news media like not reporting on Warren. Like we both saw that, like MSNBC and CNN things that are like. Oh, big news. The second and third place candidates are doing great. It's like, well, who's in first as well? Like there has I been, know. Yeah. And there is socialism scare tactics being used to try to prevent him from getting further. He has run a really great campaign. He has a lot of great voters that are on the ground pushing for his policies. Right. I'm not saying I think either of these candidates deserve deserves to win. But I think Bernie supporters seconds. need to be a little bit more empathetic with un- trying to find out why someone wanted another candidate. And then talk calmly with them okay. about why you think Bernie is the better okay. candidate. Now, my turn to wrap it up. That was your closing statement. My closing statement is, 
Guys, look past the person that's standing in front of you and look to the things that you think are important. Look at these people's track records. Look at what they stood up for in the past and ask them what they're going to stand up for in the future. Does their past record indicate what they believe in or have they really changed? Do many 77-year-olds or 78-year-olds change their beliefs or are they good at talking and saying that they changed their beliefs? I want to hear... Oh, we're done. That's it. No more to talk. All right. Whew, I need a cigarette, bro. Oh, Jesus Christ. So I was looking at my cat this morning. Mm-hmm. Do you think cats have memories? Yes. I don't think they have memories the same way we do, where it's like, oh, that was so fun. I think, like, Louie knows that, like, the doorbell buzzing means that somebody's coming up the steps. Right, so they can, like, associate things. But, like, when Caboodle is sitting and looking at our window... Do you think he ever thinks, like, I miss our old window and the tree that was out there? <laughs> I don't know. My mom, That's so sad. My mom was like, my, I was talking to my mom a few days ago, and she was like, oh, Edward, I really want to go to Bronx Zoo. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's nice. Why do you want to go to Bronx She's like, I was watching a documentary about gorillas, man, and there was one gorilla who had a heart problem. And she was quiet <laughs> for a little bit, and I'm like, and? And she's like, and now he's on medicine. And I was like, and? And she's like, it's nothing. He's just on medicine now. I'm like, that was a good story, Mom. I really Oh, my gosh. It. Mom has such a good heart. She does, She cares about these gorillas on medicine. And, guys, speaking of gorillas on medicine. Oh, God. Doing your homework is like taking your medicine. And the oh, name nice. of the podcast is What's the Homework? So take your medicine and listen to our homework assignment. What was our homework assignment, Eric? Um. So... As people know, uh, Sydney and I just got married, and with marriage comes gifts. And usually that gift is a stand mixer. So we got a stand mixer, and we wanted to use it. And so our homework was to bake something using a stand mixer. Nice. Oh, we're so fancy. I bet the Bidens have a stand mixer. All right. Now we're talking about <laughs> candidates for the remainder of the episode. <laughs> How can you vote for Bernie? How can Bernie say he's a socialist? He has a stand mixer. Edward. <laughs> I have the editing power. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, we had to use our stand mixer. I've had a stand mixer for a little bit because Katie's mom is a fancy lady and had like three. <laughs> so she gave away two of them. I'm sure that you will speak about it more, but it is a game changer when it comes to baking. It makes it so easy. And they're so pretty. They're so pretty. It makes it so easy. They are huge though. Yeah. What color is yours? Uh, ours is like the, the mint so it's one. like a nice, uh, cool, calm green. Cool, calm, not offensive green. And you know, mm-hmm. it might not make the baked goods I want it to make, but it calms Ed? me. To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, ours is red. So we had to bake something. I like baking, just generally. I think it's very scary, but I do like it. I think it's scary because I feel like there's so much that can F it up. Like, mm-hmm. in the sense that they're like, with some recipes, they're like, whatever you do, don't whip it too much. And then mm-hmm. other recipes are like, whatever you do, don't whip it not enough. And other ones are like, whatever you do, don't do Like, my oven is not very even. Like, you just notice that the more you, like, cook in it. Mm-hmm. Is your, like, in the inside of your oven very even? I've never been in it. Um, <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think so. I think it cooks better in the back, which is probably always the case yeah okay so um do you have a scale yes okay yeah we got a scale and i don't use it for weed that's what you're thinking 
No, it's a a lot of people online who like to bake. Often, uh, the <laughs> the baking bros destroy <laughs> you in the comments if you don't use a scale because it's really hard to like like a cup, a measurement cup like of like a dry ingredient is so inaccurate. Like yeah, it's crazy. So weights are really really nice when it comes to uh, baking. So Eric, what did you bake? Okay, um, so. We do not bake much. I think it is probably something that we both would like if we did it more, but it's like you have to have a lot of stuff. And then a lot of times you make, a, like it makes a lot when you bake something. It makes a lot, yeah. So you usually need someone to like give Eat things it. to. Yeah. But so I went on the British Bake Off to look at some recipes on there. And they have a nice little collection of recipes and they tell you who they're from, like what contestant made them and stuff like that. And then they also rank them by like difficulty challenge um, or difficulty level. Um, and you can sort by that as well. Um, so we chose Henry, who was on um, series 10. And I liked him as a contestant. And he did these chocolate, they're called cardamombalars. And I sent you a picture. Mm -hmm. um, but they're like these little twisted buns that have cardamom and chocolate um, and like some sea salt on them. So they're kind of like savory, sweet, and uh, crunchy. Yeah, they look good. They look like um, glazed, like cinnamon roll balls. Mm -hmm. So what was the process of making them? Um, so the only part that we used a stand mixer for was to make the dough. Mm -hmm. um, and the dough was pretty easy and then stand mixer worked great at first i put out so i did mise en place i had all my dishes weighed all my ingredients first put them out and that's then, a that's a big what, like as i've cooked more that's something that if you do that it makes the whole process so much easier mm -hmm. you gotta put your ingredients out first yeah you gotta have a lot of dishes for the mise en place and you gotta get uh dishwasher safe dishes too so you know how on the stand mixer you like flip the one little switch so that you can lift it up uh so we have an older one so does your thing like open like uh it like hinges. like a clamshell it hinges oh yeah, yeah. Our, ours doesn't have that ours just goes up uh, and down i wish i had the dude i'm so jealous of you <sighs> so ours does the clamshell thing so right, i opened it i put all the ingredients in and then i turned it on so and i forgot whenever... to i forgot to lock it mm. so i kept like spinning and then like bumping up and down and the table was shaking so it was a. Uh, so I mean, you and Sydney still broke did up. Great. Did you make it, you made them with Sydney? She was out for brunch, but she came back by the time we did the filling. Oh, so that was nice. the next step. There were two fillings. There's a cardamom and a chocolate filling. Ooh. You make those, and then you kind of lather them onto the actual dough, which you lay out, and then you use a little pizza cutter to make little strips, and then you kind of twist those strips, um, and then you bake them. Damn, your sounds freaking fancy. It was good. It was. It took a long time though. Because like you have, to, you have to, you have to, what's it called? Proof. Mm. Proof them. Prove your dough. And that takes a while. Mm -hmm. Where did you prove it? In the window. Nice. In the nice. It was sunny, window. so I put it in the sun. Nice. Nice. And how did they come out? So we used all of the cardamom filling. Um, what does cardamom filling look like? It kind of looked like like crunchy peanut butter because uh. it had almonds in it too. Oh, that sounds good. Um, and then the chocolate filling, we like made a nice layer, but then we had a bunch left over and didn't use that. So 
it ended up being kind of heavy on the cardamom and less on the chocolate. And I think uh. probably if we had used all the chocolate filling, it would have been a little more balanced. But the dough was very good. Um, what kind of dough is it? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, was I don't it, know. Did it taste? Was like because I'm looking at it now. Like, it, was it a crunchy food or was it like soft? Have you ever had a rugelach? Mm-mm. Have you ever had a babka? Mm-hmm. It looks a little bit like some sort of like babka formed thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Eric will obviously post the pictures of this uh, dessert, right? Or I can post it. You know what? Uh, I'll post it. At, I'll post it. It'll be the podcast art, too. I'll post it. So you can just look at your podcatcher. Right. I am going to do much more for the podcast these days. I'm going to be posting things. I'm going to be telling Eric what to edit. He's going <laughs> to tweet that what's the hallmark endorses someone as candidate. <laughs> Independent. If oh that God, happens, just so know it wasn't a... <laughs> it wasn't a mutual decision. <laughs> awesome. So it sounds like they came out pretty tasty. So... All right, Ed, what'd you make? Do you still have them? Are there any left? Uh, we ate eight of them. So there were four left, and I just threw them out. Cool. Cool, 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 I made cream puffs, so I needed to make a pad a choux, which was, like, you basically make your dough and then you like cook it down and you cook a bunch of the air out of it and then you put it into a piping bag and you pipe like these little dough puffs in uh on a silpat and you bake them and they puff up and they came out really cool and then i took the dough puffs when they Mm -hmm. dried and i dipped them in chocolate oh i dipped the i didn't see that yeah i dipped the bottoms in chocolate Okay. And then I made a vanilla pastry cream. The whole reason I wanted to make this in the first place, I'm not like a huge cream puffs fan, but I am such a pudding slut. I'm such a <laughs> slut for pudding. <laughs> I just want pudding and vanilla and like mush pudding. God, and I can't wait to be old. Dude, pudding is so... What's your favorite kind of pudding? Uh, banana cream pudding is, yeah, is it's quite pretty the treat. You, you think they're going to give that to you at the nursing home? Uh, I don't know. I like tapioca Maybe. Pudding. I think after COVID-19 runs its course, we're going to say nursing homes are a bad idea. (laughs) So I made a vanilla pastry cream as well. That was eggs, a lot of butter. I scraped a vanilla bean. So this vanilla bean scraping always frustrates me. You've made a lot of ice cream. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like every time I scrape the vanilla bean, I'm not getting enough. Like, I feel like there's always so so much left behind. You want to know what I learned is a thing? Mm. Vanilla paste. Have you ever heard of vanilla paste? Yo, my dude, who do you think you're talking to? I got vanilla paste and I put it Wait. in the cream puffs. Yeah, so it's basically I had vanilla flavoring with vanilla beans in it. I, yeah, I th- so I have I had vanilla beans and like how often are you going to use them? Like they go bad. No, they're so expensive. So like I well I bought them on Amazon and I didn't oh, yeah, do enough research there. because there's just amongst like these organic. Can you hear the fan really loud? You know, I'll cut it out. No, I'll turn it off. Amongst, like, these, like, uh, spices and, like, er, like vanilla stuff, there's, for some reason, maple syrup comes to mind. The grading scale makes no fucking sense. So you're like, oh, grade A beans. Like, I'm going to buy those. And then you click on it, and they're like, hmm, do you actually want to buy grade double A? And I'm like, oh. And then, like, I look it up, and it's like, the beans that I wanted to buy are not safe for human consumption. They're only for, like, aromatics to put in, like, fucking potpourri. <laughs> So, like, I'm running around picking the right beans, and now I still am worried that I didn't pick the right beans because I made it, and 
I didn't think it was vanilla e enough. Mm. So I my my conclusion was I made a very tasty cream puff. The dough like came out really nice. It was nice puffed and airy. The dough the looked good. The chocolate was good. Uh, after a couple of days, the vanilla pastry cream tasted a little bit better. Like it uh, solidified a little bit more. I somehow mm. think it became a little sweeter. It's just the dough itself, like a pata shoe, has no sugar in it, so it's mm-hmm. not a very sweet pastry dough. It's supposed to be kind mm. of light in the vessel. So like I just didn't think it was sweet enough. But then again, like I've never had like a fancy cream puff. I've only ever had the ones that are frozen and come in the box that mom serves at like uh, uh, when guests come over and then mm-hmm. we have a bunch of cream puffs and then I just like shove them in my mouth randomly. Sure, as as you do. <laughs> um, how was the chocolate? Chocolate was good? Chocolate was fine. We uh, just melted it in a double boiler. Chocolate chips, bittersweet chocolate. Oh, nice. Like- Did you have to temper it? No, I didn't care about really making it shiny. I just kind of okay. wanted to dunk them in. But then you, uh, the way to make the cream, like to put the cream in, you like find the little, actually, I'll, I'll let you guys behind the curtain. I wanted to make crackalon. Uh, crackalon is like a cream puff. And then you put on this, like, as it cooks or before it cooks, you put on like a little disc of like it's brown sugar and I think flour and maybe egg and butter. And you put it on top of it, and it creates, like, this cracked, crunchy surface of the cream puff. Also, I saw on Vaporage mm. Bake Off. Um, Crackalon. And so you make this, like, Katie made this. You make, like, a sheet of the, or is it Crackalan? Are you looking it up right now? I see Crackalackin'. <laughs> it was Crackalackin'. Look up, like, uh, crack buns. I feel like I'm going to find some weird, like, underground drug scene. Crack buns. Wasn't that your nickname in high school, Eric? <laughs> um, so you make like this like like thin layer, which is almost like basically like a, it seems like a cookie batter almost. And they're like put it in the freezer and to like cool it down. So I put it in the freezer and then I didn't end up making the cream puffs that night, but I left them in the freezer. Mm-hmm. So I squirted out all the cream puffs the next day and they were all on the pan. And I was like, all right, let's add this crackle in. Cracklin. Did you find it yet? Oh, Cracklin with like a Q? I don't know. C-R-A-Q-U. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I believe so. Oh. Um, so. Uh, the translation means cracker. Mm. So when referring to French pastries, it is a sweet and crunchy cookie topping that you add to pâté à choux. Yeah, pâté à choux. sweet and crunchy texture. Yeah, so I wish that I did that. Mm. But then when I took it out of the freezer put it on top of it it was way too frozen so when i tried to like cut out the little discs to put on it just literally cracked into pieces oh. yeah i was kind of disappointed so maybe it would have been sweeter if i added the crackle on topping but uh hmm. yeah so the buns came out pretty good i uh i definitely want to keep baking i think the next uh, adventure for me is i really want to make macarons mm-hmm. do you like macarons Mm-hmm. Okay, then I'll make them for uh, when we come visit you. Oh, I'm so excited to come visit you. Don't you need a specific like tray thing? Yeah, I have a Silpat. Wow. You have everything. I know. Mumsy buys me whatever I want. My mm. love language is gifts, guys. Send me gifts. Send me things, <laughs> and I will use them on the podcast, and I'd be really happy. We did the, we both we, did our homework. We both did the homework. What? Let's, good job, Eric. Good job, us. Thank you. Thank you. Eric, what are you drinking over there? I got some coffee. And? Um, and a grapefruit seltzer. Show me the mug. Let's see the mug. The mug for the coffee? Yeah. I'm, I got my Jewish mug. You're drinking your coffee Ooh. out of a 
what? Hydro Flask. Hydro Flask. With and a dent in it that I look at every time I drink out of it, and it annoys me. Speaking of annoys me, we are mm-hmm. moving on to our most favoritest number one segment, the thing that people are clamoring for. If How's fa- that? What? How does that relate? What? That was a terrible. How's that a transition? Because you said annoy. But no one's annoyed by our next segment. Some people probably are. All right, fine. Shout out to Mike. Thank you for listening. He got mad at me that I didn't shout him out last time. So I got to shout out my homies. Mike is in Colorado. He is doing excellent work saving animals. And he's going to be moving to Texas to uh, start the southern front of the Bernie movement. (laughs) So good luck, comrade Michael. We'll eventually have you on the podcast. So speaking of annoying, like I said, we're moving on to our most favorite, most annoying, most number one, longest running segment, Eric's Crunchy Corner. Crunch, crunch. Crunch, crunch. Nice. So, Eric. Oh, do you want me me to say what it is first? I'll say what it is. Guys, Crunchy Corner has been running since we did the radio show together. We initially did it to make fun of people, and now we do it all the time because we actually like it. Eric gets a crunchy snack, and he tries it on the podcast, and we review it on our three-pronged review scale which runs the gamut from at the low end, negative no and a half, to at the high end, yes and a half. And the three categories are, is this a flavor people ask for? Does it achieve this flavor? And goodness, goddamn, look at that ring you're wearing. What? That ring looks so good. You and your jewelry. (laughs) Married man. Eric, what do you got for us today? All right. Wait, did you go through this? No one cares. They don't know what it is anyway. All right. Fucking liar. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Go ahead. All right. So this, can you see that? Pop tart cereal, frosted strawberry flavor. Hell yeah! They look like uh, they look like frosted mini wheats without the wheat part. They look like pillows with a little bit of a red squirt inside. Mm-hmm. So all right, uh, yeah, go ahead. So these are pop tart cereal, which is a great idea. Pop tart is another, you know, breakfast classic. American delicacy. Yeah. Um, they're doing a lot of crazy things with Pop-Tarts. A couple years ago, they released Pop-Tart Bites, which are basically tiny Pop-Tarts in a to-go bag. Sounds good. Quite good. Um, <laughs> Eric and then, is the only adult still eating Pop-Tarts. <laughs> they, re- they had their Super Bowl commercial where they released the pretzel Pop-Tart. They had their Pop-Tart Mildly soup. Mildly disappointing. They had Pop-Tart soup. French... Uh, Pop tarts flavored French onion, French onion. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think that was approved by. Uh, <laughs> I just bought it on dark web. Okay, oh. so they had pretzel pop tarts. What else? And then the pop tart cereal. What a world we live in. You know how could things be bad? I see a little mini pillow with a little bit of a red and green and pink like crunchies seem to be squirted on top of a uh-huh. frosted pillow. Like I said, you're gonna eat it. Do you have milk? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! You really went all out. Good job. Oh, he. All cut. right, so I broke it in half. That's the inside. Oh, it looks like it does have some strawberry filling. Oh, it looks crumbly. Yeah, I just got crumbs all in my keyboard. <laughs> this keyboard's fucked. And now all it's right. broken. Thank you, butterfly keyboard. <laughs> Thanks, Apple. <laughs> Thanks, Apple. All right. Um. All right, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. While Eric is eating the cereal, guys, I just want to thank you. Thank you for Ooh, listening. Oh shit. Thank you for putting up with me. Alex, I'm sorry I didn't fight more for our candidate. Millions of people are going to die because of me. You can blame me, but don't blame me. He's 
trying and he cares. He just wants everyone to be free and happy. And whichever candidate comes to Eric's house and gives him a kiss on the forehead is going to be the one he wants. He's still eating the cereal. He's licking his fingers. That's unheard of. We've mm. eaten, guys, we've eaten chips. We've eaten all types of things, and I've never seen Eric lick his fingers. This is a good one, I think. Whew. All right. <laughs> Wait, what are so you So we went now? with a dry run. Uh-huh. Dry run, quite successful. In what way? Um, nice crunch. Mm. What's the flavor? So it, it very much tastes like a strawberry Pop-Tart. Whoa. Um, it's got that little bit of, like, I mean, it's definitely not jelly. But there's <laughs> something in there that is uh, jelly consistency. Interesting. And tastes like strawberry. This sounds really good. All right, so now we've done some some milk, and we're going to go for for a, that run. A wet this run. is almond milk. Ah, vanilla flavor. So that may play a role. I like almond Probably almonds. not recommended. <laughs> it's not in the instruction guide. Guys, Eric is still eating. Like I said, thank you for listening. Life's been really, really, really hard lately. COVID. Uh, what else? World War Three. Uh, parasite. Uh, Isabel. Uh, oh, shout out to Isabel. Shout out to Isabel. Got in the med school. The family doesn't whoop, have to whoop. break up. We continue. So Eric is munching on his Pop-Tart cereal. It, it looks really good, guys. Eric looks happy. I know that uh, only some of us have ever seen Eric happy, but I think I can recognize it, and he looks happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you ready? Damn. Can I see yeah. it in the bowl? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> pour it out on your computer. <laughs> okay, so what do you think, buddy? All do, right. Do you want to give your general thoughts, and then we'll get into the rating scale? Yeah. Okay, let's um, hear it. General thoughts, quite happy with uh, what Mr. Pop-Tart has done, but also disappointed because uh, I know last time we talked about how I'm maybe getting a little bit soft, and maybe (laughs) I'm just chronically hungry, and that's why all my reviews have been so glowing positive right i think last time i I don't think this is going to change i think last time you almost gave you almost put uh prawn chips into the golden yes club which has never occurred brian is still fuming that uh banana pudding cereal isn't in the golden Mm -hmm. yes club i know okay so what do we got eric so the number one prong on this number one the first prong is is pop tart cereal a flavor people ask for i think you have to say yes Right? Yeah, I people was gonna, like cereal. I, I thought people yes like pop tarts. I thought yes and a half, honestly. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, let's go yes and a half. Ah, right. Eric, I can't influence you. You need to go with your heart. Well, to be honest, I forgot what the scale was, and I forgot there was a yes and a half. So let's go yes and a half. Okay, so yes and a half is the most. Okay, so yes and a half. <laughs> or is this a flavor people ask for? Does it right. achieve the flavor? Well, I kind of hate strawberry pop tart. Good. Good thing you bought it. Yeah. Um, so I don't really remember what they taste like, but I remember not liking them and I like this. So I'm going to have to go, but it does taste like strawberry. Okay. Um, and it's got the little like crunchy bits that I think are on the, do you want to be reminded of what the scale is? No, I think we could go with, hmm. I think I'm going to go yes and a half. No way. Oh, yes. my God. <sighs> yeah, Brian, I see you. I see you. Eric, 
the last rating scale, the only one that matters, the only one that separates if you are a person with a heart or someone that just cares about identity mm-hmm. politics. <laughs> Goodness. Is it, Ed? We've done it. No way. It's a yes and a half. I'm so impressed. Brian is pissed. <laughs> He's flipped over his table. So he flipped over the table, which is covered in like brewing supplies <laughs> and pictures of his girlfriend and like pieces of fedex field he's no he just pissed. has like a chemistry set where he's like trying to recreate the best banana pudding cereal he can. <laughs> he's been working on it for months oh my god i'm so surprised to hear that well take another bite since it's the best fucking thing mm. you ever ate jesus christ guys golden yes never happened before all right this... i think i think the outcome is you and katie have to try this yeah thing. i think so never as well. try the crunchy corners i think so too i think you have to try the golden to, yes I, I think we do need to try the golden yes too Wow. Oh my God. Once again, these segments have been good. I'm like so like overwhelmed. And yeah. speaking of being overwhelmed, we are going to move to what is overwhelming and scaring the whole world. We have only about we only have a little time left. Eric, can you give us a five minute coronavirus preparation safety guide or talk us off the ledge? People are worried. Tell us what to do. Dr. Eric's Doctor Corner. I'm doing the voiceover. As guys, I'm a lawyer, so big closer. Medical <laughs> advice. Eric is your medical doctor now and forever. As you subscribe to the podcast, you are subscribing your information. So if Eric's medical advice is not successful, you can contact Eric at this number. And this is where you put your number in. So oh, okay. Eric eric's private practice that's what it'll be called eric oh nice all right eric's private practice dr eric how do we not get covid corona all right well let's cover some ground first covid 19 um is the name that's been given to a type of coronavirus um that has started to spread out of china initially um, there were a cluster of cases found in late December of 2019. Um, and then I think it was in early January that they had isolated the virus and figure, figured out um, the ID for it. Um, and then shortly after that, um, we had found ways for the testing. Obviously, it was initially in China, out of Wuhan. Um, it was found to be coming from... A, like a farmer's market or whatever out of there. Um, I think they've looked back. We had like a, a lecture at our hospital about this on Friday. Um, and so got some updates and, and the person that was speaking said that they can trace it back to um, some animals all the way back to 2013, but it just had recently in the past, um, you know, a couple months or so made the jump to humans. How do viruses do that? I guess they just... Viruses are just constantly multiplying, so they evo- it's about evolution. Is that actually what it yeah. is? Yeah. So each time that it uh, moves from person to person, there's a certain rate at which it has a mutation. They found that the mutation rate is about once a week for this virus. So at some point it had mutated to the point where it could be transmitted to a human. Right. Um, so it had started out of Wuhan, um, China. It's a cool name for a town. <laughs> 
And the problem that we face, and I think Bill Gates has talked a lot about this, is we are, um, it, it's hard to have an, uh, a breakout that does not go globally, given how much we, um, you know, transport goods and services and then people also just through planes and other modes of transportation. It's hard to contain a virus to one specific location. Uh, just just for informative purposes, can you continue yeah. to list modes of transportation? Yeah, I could. Uh, I boats, um, uh, wagons, um, cars, lunch trays. Lunch I mean, that could get you at least down a hill. Yeah. Um, cars. Oh, so heelys. Heelys, sleds. Yeah. Horses um, and all these donkeys, weren't around years ago. Elephants, I mean, Heelys have really made an impact on the, the, tame the spread giraffes. of viruses. Have like Damn, a, I used to have Heelys. Bunch of dogs. Pulling Did you have Heelys? No, I didn't have Heelys. Of course not. I had Heelys. I feel like they came out when I when we were like in like eleventh grade. Yes, they did. Oh my god. I was the coolest 11th grader Helian. I Devin's was the school. coolest 11th grader in my learning <laughs> support class. <laughs> All right. Oh, All right. that was mean. That was so mean. I'm so mean. I'm sorry. Cut it out. Cut, Cut it, out. it out. Cut it out. Okay. So it can trans, it can, uh, we were talking about transmission. Eric, should people be worried? Um. Oh, God. So. There are a couple things that make this virus. Obviously, a lot of comparison is being made to MERS and SARS. That um, I think MERS is still in existence today, but obviously not um, a concern for the United States. Um, and then, obviously, what are you doing? I put the Apple pencil in the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> and then this the, is the new iPhone. The flu, uh-huh. <laughs> which we deal with every year. Um, so in comparison, some like number comparison. So things that epidemiologists use, there's like an R naught, which is like the basic reproductive number. Um, so it's the number um, of the number of expected cases um, based on one person being in infected. Mm -hmm. So like the number of people that they could potentially infect around them. Um, and so the flu is like 1.3, measles is up to like 11 to 18, and then COVID is. A little bit higher than the flu it's like two to four. Oh wow and then uh the other number is the um second attack rate which is how likely a close secondary contact is to get infected um and for covid it's about like 35 percent um if you're like a close contact to someone who's been a confirmed case wow as far as controlling it in the united states i think the consensus is just globally it is quite impressive with how quickly we identified the virus started to find testing kits and get them out um unfortunately in the united states i don't think we've done as well as they have in like south korea and china in trying to test people um and up until this last week there were restrictions on how many people you could test because we only had a certain number of kits the original kits we released were faulty um and so they weren't as reliable, and so that put a delay on how quickly we could test people. Um, and some states were having a limit of up to, like, six tests that they could run a day. Wow. Uh, it sounds like people like Quest that are, like, public companies that are making testing kits um, should be releasing, uh, I think, as early as Monday their own testing kits. So after that, we should have a better method of testing. Uh-huh. Are people going to die? Am I going to die? <laughs> So it seems like the 
uh, risk of fatality is directly linked to age. There's been no one under the age of nine that has died. Um, and majority of cases are... I'm above nine! <laughs> older people. How so much older? The consensus is if you have fever or dry cough, those are the usual presenting symptoms. Boy, I have them. Eric, I'm always coughing. <laughs> cool. Um, call your physician or your primary care doctor and ask if you should come in to be tested. I don't have fever or then, dry cough. Okay. The other symptom is like GI upset, so like belly pain, vomiting, diarrhea. Um, that's I kind of always likely. have diarrhea, but I don't have any belly pain or, di- or God, vomiting. You are the worst patient. You are my <laughs> nightmare of a patient. <laughs> I go to the doctor like. You need to drink more water. What's the second you drank water? Months ago. <laughs> I think just being careful for, like, if you're feeling sick, checking your temperature, um, and then also just checking in with your physician. They will know more about whether you should get testing. They will ask about your travel history or those that have been around you. Things you do not have to do. You don't have to wear a mask on the subway. If you're going to wear a mask, it's going to itch your face, and you're probably just going to end up touching your face more than if you just didn't have a mask on. Oh, look at this. This is some really good, like, advice. <laughs> Keep going. Um, so if you're in, like, a public setting where you're on the subway, just take extra care care to use hand sanitizer, wash your hands, wash any surfaces. If you're buying uh, wipes, to wipe those surfaces. Um, the only thing you should be really looking for is the amount of alcohol. So you want at least 60% alcohol in the wipes. Otherwise, they're not effective against the virus. It can last up to nine days on surfaces, so you want to make sure that you're, you know, if you're working in a public place where people are touching counters or whatever, you want to make sure you're wiping those surfaces relatively frequently. Um, And then I think the last point is, I think there's been a lot of issue with people assuming that if someone is Asian or anything like that, that they're infected, and it's really fucked up. Racist. Um, Viruses do not know race. Uh, there is a except this one for, <laughs> the most racist virus. What? There is a prevalence for men. So if you're gonna hate men on anyone, or avoid anyone, just avoid men. Oh my god! I, I thought we were done principle. talking about politics. God, <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth Warren would never get COVID. I I think of the three, she would have the most. Can we likely chance of survival? Can we agree though that out of all the candidates, the one that's washing her hands the least is definitely Donald Trump. He's, I bet he never <laughs> washes his hands. I don't like the water on my hands. It washes off my orange. Damn, that was bad. <laughs> Take it out. Cut it out. Okay, that's good. Guys, that was Eric's private practice. And just like Eric said, Eric is now your primary care physician. He yes, takes yeah. HMO. And he takes uh, Oh, no, it's, it's I just take cash. <laughs> cash only. Back alley is- doctor. Guys, speaking... That was actually really good, Eric. I'm going to give you another clap. Good job. Thanks. This has been an Eric-heavy podcast, and I told you that I would listen more. Well, just like a man. I know. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Do you want to tell me about underwear real quick? No, we're saving that underwear conversation. We're already at an hour, dude. We're running out of time. Did we? Yeah. Well, we're going to cut the politics and the COVID. You yammer and yammer and yammer. Uh, All right, guys. Welcome to Ed's Love Corner. I love you. Oh. So welcome to Ed's Love Corner, and I will read you someone in need of advice. And these Mm. people are clearly only tweeting at us. Where where else would I be gathering this large amalgam of users Mm -hmm. posting love advice? Guys, my 
21 female, boyfriend, 22 male, wants me to choose between him and my life passion. In parentheses, frogs. Mm. So I discovered that I really love frogs. And two years ago, I started bringing them home and rescuing them. Now I have around 14 different types of frogs and I've raised them as if they're my own children. They've helped Mm -hmm. me decide to be a biologist and I'm currently in college pursuing my dream. (laughs) They've helped me cope with the loss of most of my friendships and a really bad phase of my depression as even though I didn't want to take care of myself, I still took care of my frogs. At times, it felt like my only reason I was still here was to nurture them and give them comfortable homes. About six months ago, I met my boyfriend and we immediately hit it off and hang out every day. He expressed to me that he's not a huge fan of animals, and I never really pressed him about it. Well, he decided that he wants to go somewhere else for grad school and invited me to go with him and live with him under one condition. I rehome all but three of my frogs. I'm heartbroken because I don't want to feel like I have to choose between the two most important things in my life. I'm frustrated and feel like it's unfair of him to make me rehome all of them. I try to make a compromise offering to rehome half or even pay extra for us to have an extra bedroom for my frogs so he wouldn't have to see or interact with them. He said he doesn't like them because they're ugly, which to me is completely outrageous for him to be so dismissive of something I'm so passionate about. I'm not sure what to do, if I should break up with him and not go, or maybe I do have too many frogs and I should rehome some. Please help. Too long didn't read. My boyfriend wants me to choose between him and my lifelong passion. I'm sorry, not lifelong. My boyfriend wants me to choose between him and my life passion of rescuing frogs. Is that fair of him? Is 14 frogs too many? I got to get the comments on this. So why don't you talk about it while okay. I'm for the comments? Um, pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of impressed that he said just that she has to limit the number of frogs. Because mm-hmm. um, I... I, I feel like no frogs could have been could have been a request mm-hmm. that was made um and i guess i'm a little bit racist against frogs because <laughs> if it was something like a cat or a dog mm-hmm. might seem might seem more doable mm-hmm. um but the frog thing is weird so i typed into what google do, what do frogs eat i think they eat, they eat like bugs? bugs and flies i think they eat some sort of like grubs i'm assuming too um so so I typed in I tried to find her on Google I said dating my boyfriend frogs and the number one thing is how to tell if he's a frog or a prince on the first date I kind of want to drop this frog comment and figure out if he's a frog or a prince or on the first date okay sure no. this is like a quiz <laughs> I'll see I'm opening it okay. uh, my whole like thought process about this was I mean if she's offering to be compromising in so many ways him just saying that they're ugly is not a good reason people are passionate about certain things and I find that attractive, I think. Like, if she really cares about frogs, like, maybe it's a mm-hmm. phase she'll grow out of. Maybe not. But, like, she really seems to be trying. And also, aren't frogs small? Like, how much space do they take up? I don't know. Like, are these the little cute, like, bright green ones? As opposed to what? Like she said frogs, not toads. Ones. Frogs, not oh, toads. Okay. God, I don't know. how do you work with living creatures? Okay, so watch the early signs. Even if your first date is on his best behavior, there are signs we all know to look for. Does he peep at other women as they pass by? Does he get the car door for you? Walk on the street side of the sidewalk? Does he bring you flowers and feign undivided attention in every word that falls from your lips? These are great starting points, but be wary. Men are cunning. What the? (laughs) Men are cunning when they want to be and can be rather good at performing when they really want something. As in getting in your knickers. 
Oh my god. Mm. A smart, self-confident guy will be able to keep up the fun, flirty banter. Prince Charming whisked me away on a five-star vacation in Italy, only to transform into Robert De Niro's taxi driver character mid-flight, says Pam Schumann, TV writer, producer, and author of the forthcoming book, The Woman's Guide to Surviving Difficult Men and How to Know if They're Worth Keeping. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Do do you want me to keep reading this? Looking back, Mm -hmm. Pam remembers ruling out him the first time they had brunch due to incompatibility markers. He was a midnight rave attender. She was a book club nerd in bed by 10 p.m. He was a city mouse, and the countryside set him into a quiet panic. She was the opposite. I remember walking home from a first date thinking, yeah, I like him, but we probably don't fit. Unfortunately, I was so blinded by my desire for love and companionship, I let these clues slide right past me, she says. Who hasn't been happy? Who hasn't been a happy hour? And heard stories of a friend who had a date who expected payment for a burger in the form of sex after one date. That's one great exhibit of a frog. A prince mm. is a nice guy. He does not criticize his ex or put the waitress down. You will feel comfortable talking to this person. You will be able to relax. You should not feel pressure. There should be a flow of the conversation and you both relax a little bit. Play reporter. Pam's lesson. Learning to view dating encounters, especially an early date, more like business meetings. Be prepared. Approach your first date with a journalistic interest. Forget about impressing him. Ask plenty of questions without him feeling waterboarded. Find out about his family, his upbringing, his views on life. Had had Pam done this, she might have learned her Prince Charming's alcoholic father told his brilliant, successful son he was a dope all his life and that he had issues with the fact that he never attended college. This made him feel unworthy of someone who had, which revealed it of someone who had, which revealed itself in general snarkiness. Trust Mm -hmm. your gut. He might be perfect on paper, but something in your heart tells you you're not quite right for the you're, he, something in your heart tells you you're not quite the right match. Had I listened to my gut, I might not be divorced right now, and I might have met my soulmate sooner. Make yourself available for someone who's right for you, and enjoy some me time in the meantime. Something you have sometimes you have to get through a few frogs to find your prince, though. Marty from New Jersey tells us about the prince she met after a slew of toads. Shortly after my Shortly after I met my current boyfriend, he once drove to my house at 6 a.m. before I left for a trip just to leave flowers on my car and a birthday card. And that's the end of the article. What a waste of time. So, conclusion, women, frogs are greater than men. Is that the Mm -hmm. conclusion we came to? Yeah. I feel like I really talked for a while. I liked it. I've been learning a lot about frogs. And men and how men just want to get into your knickers. Into your knickers. They do want to get into your knickers. Guys. Did you know that a frog under 16 weeks is called a froglet? No, I didn't know that. I thought they were called tadpoles. According to PetMD, they're called a froglet. Interesting. Conclusion, guys, you can be weird. It seems like if you're weird, it's important to also be compromising. This woman has a lot of frogs, but she seems to be trying to make it work. And if like the boyfriend's response was like, well, we actually can't afford this or we're not going to be able to get a large enough apartment or their actual reasons, just saying you don't like it is a bad reason to put down somebody's albeit strange hobby, I think. Hmm. Also, at least- what if it's like someone that they want to vote for and then you're like trying to get them to vote for someone else and you're like, no, that's a bad reason. You should just vote for this person. Well, what if like this woman is like, <laughs> I want to protect frogs. Like I only care about protecting <laughs> frogs. And then you're like, well, you can't protect frogs. You're like, well, then I don't give a shit about toads. Like, fuck them. I mean, like, you should care about animals. Like, it's not just frogs. There's more Got to it. it. 
There's Interesting. there are a lot of animals dying. Just because you can't have frogs doesn't mean you should say f it to all the other animals. Interesting. Conclusion: Let's um, all love each other. Just if you are going to feed your win, frog, win. the insects should be smaller than the width of their head. Otherwise, the intestines can become impacted. Oh no, Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys, we are winding down. We're getting to our newest and most hated segment by Eric. It's game time. <sighs> game time. Wait, that's the song? Do you want it to be different? When you're going to the game and you're waiting for the game and the game is about to freaking start. The game is afoot. <laughs> the game is afoot. That was more to the song. You blew it. Okay, guys. Oh, sorry. Time for game time. This time we're playing the game we played last time. We're playing What Am I Thinking? I count down from three. And after three, Eric and I say any word. And then we have to say the same word. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me say that again. We count down from three and then we say a word. And then we count down from three again and we try and say a word that connects those two things. So I could say apple and Eric could say cinnamon. And then the word that connected could be like pie. Eric Mm -hmm. could say pumpkin and I could say candy. And the word that connected would be like Halloween. Do you, mm-hmm. I feel like you didn't understand the game last time. No, you said, like, if you said orange and I said ball, then I could say orange again. <laughs> no! The only way you can, it doesn't matter how long the game goes on, you can only lose if you say the same word you said before. Or but if, what if it's the same word in a different meaning? Like what? I mean orange the fruit, and orange the fruit is an orange ball. Just stop saying the same word. You can't say the same okay. word, and you have to say a word. Are you ready? Nope. Take a deep breath. Three. Oh, no, no. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's on one. I'm sorry. I already effed up. Okay. So three, two, one. Beatles. Beatles. I want to kill you. <laughs> Got it on the first try. Nailed it. I hate you so much. I was so ready. Let's come on. Okay. okay. All right. All right. I'm going to close my eyes. Okay. Three, two. One, LeBron. Pen. Pen and LeBron. There's a right answer here. Three, two, one. Black. Contract. Okay, black and contract. Three, two, one. Ink. Ink. Yeah! (gasps) We did it! We did it, guys. Thank you for listening. Talk to you in a month. What's the homework for next month, Eric? Do we have an idea? Well, we got to think of it now. What a downer. So, guys, after deliberation, the homework is go to a part of the city you've never been to. I live in New York. Eric lives in Philadelphia. And we'll go from there. Perhaps we'll go to a part of Philadelphia that neither of us have ever been to when we're together. Nice. Friendship. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Golden, yes. (laughs) Golden, Golden, yes. yes. Golden, get them yes. pop tarts here. Golden, yes, get pop. Damn, I thought you were gonna reveal that pop tart paid for this crunchy corner. <laughs> I don't see me mad at situations. I see me turn and walk away.